You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 45 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. One of the most interesting rules when it comes to the world of finance, specifically when it has to do with taxation, is the required minimum distribution that the IRS forces older individuals to start taking out of their retirement accounts at a certain age. So this is a term called RMD, and again, that stands for Required Minimum Distribution, and it's basically a way for the IRS to start forcing individuals to start pulling money out of their retirement accounts at a certain age, because the IRS has allowed these individuals who have stored money in IRAs and 401ks and vehicles like that over the course of their life to prepare for and live off of this money in retirement. And their thinking is, well, we've allowed these people to save tax-deferred in these investment vehicles or in these type of accounts. We want to make sure that they pull all that money out for themselves while they're in retirement and not just continuously be able to sit on that money and let it grow for the next generation because we created these rules to help them in retirement and not to help their beneficiaries or any other people they may want this money to go to after they die. So they implemented these required minimum distributions and they can get really complicated. And that's why in this episode, I just want to walk through some of the highlights of what RMDs are, how they work, and a couple new changes that were created and now put into effect starting January 1 of 2022. So before we jump into anything too specific, I just want to highlight what RMDs are, what are required minimum distributions. And like I talked about before, they are required amounts you have to pull out of your retirement account every single year once you hit a certain age. So if you do a really good job of saving for retirement and all of a sudden you hit this specific age the IRS has outlined, you're going to get a letter in the mail stating that you need to start pulling a specific amount of money out every single year and that amount changes every single year. And if you don't, we're going to penalize you. We're going to force you to start taking money out of your retirement accounts at a certain age, whether you like to or whether you need to or not. And the amount they require you to pull out is very specific every single year based off of a factor the IRS has set in one of their life expectancy tables that they create. We'll get into that here in a little bit. So for example, let's just say you've been a good saver. You have a million dollars in your IRA account. And the year you turn age 72, you're going to be required to having have to start taking a specific amount out. Now, you can take way more than that amount out of your IRA, but you have to take at least that amount out. And the factor they apply at age 72 is 27.4. So you take your million-dollar IRA, you divide it by 27.4, and the number that pops out is what you're required to take out each year. In this example, that number is $36,496. If you don't need $36,496 from your IRA to live, it doesn't matter. They're going to require you to pull that out anyway, and all that money will be taxable that year. Well, how do they determine what 
amount they apply the factor to as far as your investment accounts. So they aggregate all your IRAs into one category and all your 401ks in another category. And they look at the balance of those accounts on December 31st of the previous year. So if you had a million dollars in all your IRA accounts combined or just one IRA account, it doesn't matter. And that balance was a million dollars on 1231 of 2021. Your RMD factor will apply to that amount regardless of the balance of that account when you finally pull out the RMD in 2022. So if you have a million dollars on 1231 2021 in your IRA and all of a sudden you spend a bunch of or you add a bunch of money to that IRA for some reason or you roll more money into it or something happens where it increases in value because you had great market return and now that million dollars is up to 1.05 million you don't have to apply that factor to the 1.05 million whenever it comes time for you to take that RMD out the year you apply it to what the balance was at the end of the previous year so it's very important to note one of the new rules that is taking effect January 1 of 2022 is there are now new life expectancy tables and a life expectancy table is basically aligning a factor amount in our previous example that was 27.4 at age 72 to each age up until age 103 and this is important because the new life expectancy tables are actually going to reduce the amount of RMD you're required to take out every year when you're younger Because the IRS has finally settled on the fact that we are living longer, so they actually have more time to stretch out those required minimum distributions over your life, which means that the factor amount or the amount you're expected to take out at the beginning of your RMD life, which right now is age 72, is smaller than what it was before. And just remember the whole goal of required minimum distributions from the IRS's viewpoint is that right before you take your last breath, you withdraw your last dollar from that IRA so they can tax that money. Again, they don't want retirement accounts to be able to be handed down from generation to generation. They give you the opportunity to invest in and save in retirement accounts like IRAs and 401ks so that it can be used during your retirement, not your kids' retirement or your great-grandkids' retirement. So a lot of these rules are put in place again so that you spend all of your retirement money while you're alive in these required minimum distributions and the factors they put in place give you the best probability of spending down your retirement assets at the appropriate rate where when you take your last breath is when you withdraw your last dollar. So these required minimum distribution factor rates are set in the IRS life expectancy tables. So what are these life expectancy tables? Well, the IRS has three different life expectancy tables based off of the three different circumstances you may find yourself in and having to pull an RMD for. The first and most common one is called a uniform lifetime table. These uniform lifetime tables are what account owners who are alive use to determine what their RMD is going to be in that year. Again, this is the most common and this is the RMD table that runs out from age 72 to 103. The next life expectancy table is the single lifetime table. So the single lifetime table is used for beneficiaries of IRA accounts, but only eligible designated beneficiaries can use a single lifetime table. Eligible designated beneficiary is either a surviving spouse, so a husband and wife or somebody like that who is married, their spouse, 
a child who is less than 18 years of age, but as soon as that child reaches age 18, they are then required to pull the whole amount out of that beneficiary IRA within 10 years, which we'll get to that here in a little bit. Another eligible designated beneficiary is somebody who's chronically ill. Or finally, the last eligible designated beneficiary is anyone who is not more than 10 years younger than the deceased IRA owner. So if you have a million dollar IRA and you pass away and your beneficiary is your brother who's two years younger than you, your brother will get the benefit of being able to pull RMDs out over the course of his lifetime based off of that single lifetime table. Now, what if you're not an eligible designated beneficiary? You are not somebody who falls into those four different categories, surviving spouse, child who's less than 18 years of age, chronically ill, or anyone who's not more than 10 years younger than you. Well, then because of rule changes that happened a couple of years ago, you will be required to pull the remaining balance of that inherited IRA or 401k out over a 10 year period which means if you're somebody with a million dollars and you pass away and your son or your daughter is the beneficiary of that million dollar IRA account and they are not within 10 years of you as far as age, they will be required to pull that million dollars out over the next 10 years. And if they don't, they're going to be penalized, which for a lot of people could mean a lot of additional income that they don't need over a short 10-year period, especially if the IRA amount or 401k that they inherit is really large in value. The last RMD table is the joint life and last survivor RMD table, and that is for spouses of beneficiaries if they are more than 10 years younger. So again, if your spouse is within four or five years from you and you pass away and your spouse is a beneficiary of your IRA, they can take it over as if it were their own. So these RMDs don't really qualify them to have to take an amount out unless they're age 72 or older. But let's just say your spouse is more than 10 years younger than you and they inherit your IRA or 401k, they will have to start taking RMDs out and it's based off of that joint life and last survivor life expectancy table that the IRS has set up. So there's three life expectancy tables, the uniform life one for account owners, single lifetime table for those eligible designated beneficiaries, and the joint life and last survivor table and that is for spouses that are more than 10 years younger than the original account owner. So we can all agree that RMDs are pretty confusing. There's a lot of weird little rules that go into it. And let's just say that you missed taking an RMD one year. What's the big deal? Can you turn around the next year and just do double RMDs and make up for it? Well, of course, because you're dealing with the IRS, that is not an option. They actually have penalties if you don't take out the right RMD amount every single year, or at least the minimum RMD amount every single year. So if your RMD is $30,000 and you only take out $25,000 from your IRA account where that RMD is required, they're going to penalize you on the $5,000 you did not take out. And the penalty they imply is a 50% excise tax on the amount not distributed. So that $5,000 that you didn't take out they're going to apply a 50% penalty to that $5,000, which is $2,500, which means you're going to have to pay an additional $2,500 in tax to the IRS because you didn't take out what was required of you in that year. And the IRS is not very forgiving from this regard where there are not a lot of things that you could go to them and say, hey, this happened in my life. This is why I couldn't take out the RMD, where they would put up the white flag and go, you know what? You're right. We're not going to penalize you. 
So it's very, very important for you to understand what your RMD is every single year and make sure that gets taken out to avoid that 50% penalty on any amounts that were supposed to be distributed that were not. Another interesting rule is what happens with RMDs when the account owner dies in the year that they die. And the reality of the situation is in the year an account owner dies, they still are required to take out their RMD for that year. So let's just say an account owner dies in June and they haven't pulled out any money from their IRA yet that year. Beneficiaries have to make sure that they pull out that RMD for the deceased account owner. Otherwise, they could get penalized. The beneficiaries could get penalized. And not only could they get penalized, but they will also be taxed, regardless if they're penalized or not, on the required minimum distribution that the account owner was supposed to take out in the year of death which is one reason why if you have RMDs that you're going to be required to take out and you're a little older in age, taking it out earlier on in the year while you're still alive, and I know nobody can predict when they're going to die, but taking it out while you're still alive will ensure that it doesn't put more burden on your beneficiaries to have to figure out what the RMD amount is in that year, which again, if they do it wrong, could end up penalizing them for you not taking your RMD while you're still alive. So just make sure that in the year of death, if you are the beneficiary of an IRA, double check to see if the RMD was taken out for the original account owner in that year of death. And if it was not, make sure you do that so you as the beneficiary do not get penalized. So again, RMD rules are a lot more confusing than that. We just touched on a few of the basics. So I would recommend that if you are dealing with an RMD situation, you ask for professional help because there are a lot of people out there who could provide invaluable assistance to you that could help you avoid making that big mistake that could cost you from an IRS penalty standpoint later on. If you're looking for more information about myself, the podcast, or PharmD Financial Planning, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, PharmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.